Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. We have a very special episode this episode because it is the 100th. That's right, we have actually managed to pull together 100 episodes against all odds. Way back in 2016, we got started, and uh, all of that was because of Alan. Alan has been the editor of the podcast forever, and uh, he does a pretty damn good job, so we had to have him on. Hello, Alan. Hi. What the listeners don't know is that I cannot talk this morning for some reason, and we it, it's been rough. I'm going to sit in the back it's, and cry a little bit. <laughs> It's not a mystery, Alan. You're hungover. We know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's fine. Everything's fine. We, we work with what we're given. <laughs> uh, we actually have a lot of people on because we basically tried to get everybody who's ever been involved with the podcast on this week to celebrate with us. We've also got Brad. Hello, Brad. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm well and alive and sort of hungover myself, actually, so... Trying to be perky, but probably not going to survive the whole episode. We also have Ginny. Hello, Ginny. Hi. And hungover uh, again. <laughs> this is literally just the podcast of hungover people. Yeah, that's what it is. Welcome. We had good parties last night. <laughs> there were five dollar jugs. It's not my fault. <laughs> uh, Harvard. Hello, Harvard. Good morning. I'm actually not hungover, and I'm feeling very left out right now. No. Oh. That's right. Just like, just back something right now. Just hungover, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be good. Such a good episode, so we can join in. If you, if you start drinking now, by the end of the podcast, you might be hungover, Harvard. That'd be all right. Um, Priscilla, hello, Priscilla. Hello. I'm also not hungover. <laughs> Responsible group. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Trent. Hello, Trent. Hello. I potentially have diarrhea from like the. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly something Somehow to... Somehow uh, worse than all of us being hungover as a fact that Trent might have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's an interesting thing to admit on air, Trent. The concerning thing I think here is that we're all like, yeah, I'm hungover, I'm hungover. Yeah, I have a, I have a medical condition, right? <laughs> it's all right. Full support to your bowels. <laughs> At least from my perspective, you know, I'm just going to shut up now. Full, full yeah. support. <laughs> all right. Yep. <laughs> let's, let's move on from that note. Uh, let's, it's a proud uh, we've note. Got a, we've got a we we've got to kick things off with the announcement of the best game of all time, which was announced this week. Untitled Goose Game. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so cool. It's a game about honking. Yeah. It's a honk game. It's a honk game, but it's a honk that you actually um approve of, Alan. I like no Okay. <laughs> Instant this this narrative that just because I don't like anime tit games. What? Yeah. So say anime drum. tit games? <laughs> this is actually cursed. <laughs> it's okay. It's a game about honking and you're a bird, but like the worst kind of bird because geese have weird genitals, but also like no, Ducks have worse genitals. Oh, right. No, no. Ducks have the corkscrews for dicks. Yeah, they also have like sorry. detachable dicks. I'm sorry for slandering geese. It's a game about honking and you're a geese and so you don't get your dick out, but you steal shit from people. I can Wait. appreciate all those things. No, it's not just that you steal shit. You actually like you dump it in shit. lakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> steal, steal a dude's sandwich and hurl it in the lake. That's like, that, that's just perfect. That's, I've that's always what wanted everything. to do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's wishful for me. There's not a day go by that I don't walk past a, a lake and see people having a picnic and just wish that I could pick up their basket and throw it in the lake. My question for you, <laughs> my question oh my for you Matt, is how much do you walk past lakes? Because this sounds like a fairly... One, so oh, okay. It happens fairly like often. a very specific example. Like every time I walk past a motherfucking lake and I see happy people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. I'm excited for that. It's also made in Victoria. Yes, yes it's going to be my name, game of the year. Oh, it's nice. It's going to be everyone's game of the year. I don't know. I mean, if there's like an anime titty game that's got geese what in if it, I just make it will be my game of the year. What if I make a mod for you where I just add anime tits into the game? Yeah. <laughs> just mod it. Just, just like give the goose massive tits. No, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close oh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Come is going to be a bad guys. podcast. Anyway, yeah, geese game. <laughs> geese game. Let's get, let's get some, some music, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, abandon ship. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's too late now to save. Maybe, maybe it was a mistake having so many people on. But anyway, um, 
Music, something <laughs> from Hatsune Miku or something. Um, I'll pick something that's sure to annoy Alan. Is there a Sorry, song about Alan. birds? Do a bird song. The Goose Game has an actual Goose legit track. It's song. a piano piece. Mm. Oh, very relaxing as you fuck with people's shit and throw their picnic baskets into the water. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hung up. Does a duck really have a detachable dick? Yeah. How? Don't ask, yeah. Don't ask Alan and I how we know this. Actually, ask Alan, don't ask me. <laughs> like... Hatsune Miku! And welcome back, everybody. Well, since the Digitally Uploaded podcast has been around for two years, as of well, what's the third month of the year? March. March of 2016 was our first one. Um, see, I told you I was hungover. It takes me a while to do math, like months and stuff. Um, it's not months. It's like not maths, though. <laughs> it is maths to me. It is maths to me. Anyway, point is, we're going to go back and look over the, the, the time since we started doing the podcast and pick out some highlights and stuff that has happened in the games industry that we've particularly liked. And we'll start with Brad. <laughs> okay, so, so, Brad. Yeah. Sorry. Tell us, what's your highlight of the last couple of years? Uh, well, I guess over the last two years, um, probably one of the, the biggest thing that I've found is like the Switch with um, its thousands oh. and thousands of of indie games um, has been a particular highlight, but I think the biggest highlight for me over the last two years was probably Breath of the Wild. Um, I did write a 2,600 word thesis on it for digitally downloaded. And I think that from memory, I think that was probably the fastest time you've had to close the comment section, Matt. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I actually remember us talking a lot about uh, the upcoming release of the Switch, and I don't think any of us were particularly keen on it um, <laughs> until yeah. it actually came out. Alan, you've been around since the start as well. You remember all of those conversations. We were all I like, uh, it's going to be like a repeat of the Wii U. Yeah, it, it looked like a repeat of the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought one, again, like the Wii U. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah it's, it's good. And Breath of the Wild certainly helped kick the Switch off, I think we can all agree. It's um, an okay game. <laughs> it's such an okay game, I'm still stuck in the tutorial. On the plateau. <laughs> yep, on the plateau. I never get off that. That's my entire I spent zone. 400 hours in that game. Oh my god! Can you help Matt get off the plateau? Because like the story yeah. of why he's out there is just the funniest thing. I'll drive <laughs> like, to Wollongong and help him out. Yeah. Can I like send you my save file and you just kind of figure out where I actually managed to get lost? And unlost me. For some reason, I have this image of Matt getting stuck in a tree. It's not far off the track. There's like a tree full of goblins and stuff, and it's a cold area. And then there's a river that I can't get across, but I know I need to get across because there's a mountain or something. And I don't know. I'm very lost. I'm very confused. Levitate the metal thing to make a bridge. I tried that. It doesn't work. (laughs) These things don't work. I don't have any chilies. Well, there's there's chilies on the ground everywhere. <laughs> in, in, front of, in front of the snow place. I don't have any chilies. So I moving on. As well to like <laughs> that way. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Since Trent had uh, said something there, Trent, what's your highlight of the last couple of years? Well, I'm going to be boring and say the switch of Breath of Wild again. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm not that bad. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm going to keep on the switch though and say the uh, Rabid game, uh, Mario X Rabid. Um, yeah, Kingdom Battle. Everyone didn't expect that game, and um, when it came out, everyone was like, "It's gonna be crap," and I'm like, "It's gonna be good," and no one believed me, but it was good. It's true, no one believed you. Yes. Yeah. No, also, I, I would like it. to. I'd like to very quickly point out the way that you said "rabid" just there. Rabid. Yeah. 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 Like like rabid like rabies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty it shook me a little bit. <laughs> it's pretty appropriate, but yeah, I think we all were like, "Yeah, yeah Trent." You're wrong, um, but you weren't. So, yeah. So press all, I think. Guys, there's a great YouTube video where the creator of the game kind of explains how it was his absolute dream to make a Mario X Rabbids game, and I I thought that too that it's a very strange and very specific dream to have. But he was so honest about <laughs> yes. it. I really recommend watching it. It's a great video. <laughs> the same way where it explains how he stalked me and Moto to like some hotel room or something. And yeah, yeah, that one. He was like, yeah. he was like, he would do anything to get his his rabbits into his Mario or something. And what the fuck? Wow. X rated. Like once again, the podcast evolves in <laughs> Right. Okay, yes. that was horrifying. Ginny. Oh, me even Ginny, more horrifying. Tell us your highlight. Yeah, tell us your highlight. <laughs> Um, my highlight of the last few years, I'm going to go with the like very, very safe one. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say Super Mario, Super Mario Odyssey is actually my highlight for the past two years. I know Matt hates it. I think it's really stupid and bad. But I also think it's stupid and bad. But, okay, listen. At least Alan's played it. I haven't actually played it. I just said I it. Think, I think maybe it was because it was like, I got the code just before PAX weekend and it was like three in the morning I had a bunch of appointments lined up so I can play it. And I was like half delirious from lack of sleep and lack of food. So maybe that's why it seemed so good to me at the time. Because <laughs> 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 like when they were going through a jump up superstar, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling so encouraged. Something's getting me through life. I don't want to die. Oh my so, gosh. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that might've been that. But um, I just remember like going through that moment and just the, the way that the game never really actually slowed down. Like I thought the game would peak when you hit, you know, jump up superstar, but it just kept delivering more and more things. And it's just such a nostalgic feel to it while also keeping, while also making use, I guess, of everyone's favorite console, which is basically the Switch now. If it's not the Switch, then you're wrong because it's the Switch now. And I think it's just such a great expression of everything that Mario is about. I mean, fuck Mario Tennis. I'm sorry if you like Mario Tennis, you know, Fuck Smash. I also play Smash, but like if you really want the Mario experience condensed into like one gigantic, screaming, beautiful package, it's Super Mario Odyssey. I don't want my package to scream, Ginny. <laughs> no, it should always scream. Okay? It's, like, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm like exactly. It's like the cursed egg. So it's I the cursed egg, but like good. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that's, that's Harvard, tell us your pick. I was, last couple of years. I was trying really hard to think of a non-Switch example, but I'm going back to the Switch because I actually, I haven't it's played balloons. It um, it's balloons. <laughs> I was it's like, blurred. only... <laughs> okay, okay. I was like the only person in Australia who bought the Switch on launch day, like at midnight at EV Games, 
and didn't buy Breath of the Wild. Like the person at the counter was like, "Really? Are you serious? Are you okay?" And <laughs> you need medical attention. <laughs> I bought a copy of One Two Switch instead because. Oh, wow. <laughs> he does need medical attention. <laughs> there are just some games on there which have taken my non-gamer friends and made them completely question why video games were ever invented. Like, there's one where you hold the the Joy-Con and you squeeze and you pull it down as if you're milking a cow, and the person who milks the most wins. It looks like you're jacking off. Yeah, cap, it's a jack right? off. Oh, no, 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 It's a jack the off others. game. There's another game. There's one where you shake a champagne bottle. <laughs> oh and, no! Oh, that's also the jack off game. Yeah, that's yeah. also pretty good. It's it's one that's, who switches. That's the Alex's best game. game. He actually wins that every time. So I'm just saying, yeah. every time you license an item, you're masturbating. Oh my god, that was unexpected from Matt. It was like full of venom as well. Yeah, Matt was like, oh god, Alex is so good at jacking off every time. Like, well, I, I'm it. jealous because he beats me. Uh-huh. He beats you. Yeah. He beats you. He beats you in the game or he beats you off. I'm confused about this. Both, I think. Both, I, regret, yeah. I regret making this choice. <laughs> I don't know why you decided to pick one, two, switch as your game of the generation. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we work with it. Uh, uh, Pris- Priscilla, <laughs> tell us your pick of the Okay. Last couple so, of years. Originally, I was going to choose Breath of the Wild because it was the first Zelda that I beat, but I decided not to, and I'm not choosing a Switch game either. I'm going with The Last Guardian. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a good, solid, emotional, respectable choice. So yeah. So, <laughs> I really like both of the previous games. So I was hopeful that it wouldn't become vaporware and it eventually released. And I love it. I love, I don't Trico, Trico, I don't know. Anyway, I love how it actually acts like a dog, cat, bird thing. And as you go through the game, you know, you kind of develop your bond and... You do things and also sad. It's the only game that I ever cried in. I was nine months pregnant, but it was so sad towards the end. I still don't want to spoil it, but I was crying. So it gets my vote because it's the only game that gave me a heart ever. Gave you a heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> that was so wholesome. It, was a, it, is, it is a lovely game and uh, hopefully it gets uh, another chance because it probably didn't sell as well as it deserved back It'll in the day. It'll get a new PS5 yeah. where it actually runs like a video game and not like a slideshow. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh. Alan, Hello. tell us your, your pick of the last couple of years. So I've been trying to get my voice ready for this for the last about five minutes. Oh. So I'm just going to oh. say, boy. Um, and you're going uh, know what I'm talking uh, about. Boo! What? <laughs> you all hate good things. <laughs> it's a really good game. God of War is like one yet. of the best games I've ever played. It's consistently good in every area. It's real fun. All right. Everyone has opinions. Yeah, and yours are wrong, so it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but that's interesting that that's your pick out of the last two It years. is probably the most impactful game, and it's going to impact a lot of AAA games from now on. And you can tell that the guys making Days Gone have scrambled very, very hard, and I think that's really funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That game's really, really good. Also, the soundtrack is, like, oofed. It's oofed. Oofed. Do you describe what oofed is? Like- uh, it's... It's is that like, like a you feel it in your balls kind of situation or why do you always go for the balls? No, it's a no 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 no. It's like a, there's like a Croatian saying where it's like something so good that you feel it in your balls. That's what I, I mean. I mean sure. It's real about Yeah, God of War. It's like one of the best games I've ever played. Really God of War, good. you'll feel it in your balls. Yeah. <laughs> Dad of boys. Good, good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and then I <laughs> guess Matt, Matt, what do you want to say? Pick. Yeah, what's uh, yours? It's near. Dead or Alive Extreme Three. Oh, my it's boy. not near. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I love Dead or Alive Extreme Three, and probably spent more time playing that than anything else because it's like my ultimate casual game. Um, when I'm not in the mood to play a video game as such and just chill out, that's mm. my pick. But. I have to say Nia. Yeah, uh, there we go. Because yeah. that is the best game that has ever been made, and it shouldn't have been made because every other game that Yoko Taro produced before that was an absolute critical bomb. And um, I don't. I, I remember waking up, actually, the E3 that it was announced, and my Twitter feed would just went berserk because everyone's like, hey, Matt's going to be pretty 
Matt's going to be pretty excited about this um, because, yeah, nobody expected that to come, that announcement to come. And then, yeah, it uh, just kept delivering. The closer it got to release, the more exciting it looked. And then it came out and it was absolutely mind-blowing. So, yeah, best game ever made and stuff. I will put in a quick mention as well to the revival of the Yakuza series in the West. That's been a pretty good thing to watch over the last couple of years as well. Thanks to Yakuza Zero doing really good. And then yeah. Sega's done a really good job keeping that series going. And hopefully it keeps going into the future as well. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to go to some music. Some pretty, pretty music. Um, let's do something for Alan's benefit. Let's pick something from God of War. Yay! Oops. And welcome back, everybody. Okay, so for the second section of the podcast this week, we are going to talk about Aussie games. We're going to do an update on where things are at with Aussie games, uh, some of the stuff that we've been playing and enjoying from Australia, some of the stuff to look forward to, Untitled Goose Game, for instance. And, um, well, I mean, that's really all. We'll probably end up talking about Untitled Goose Game for about, well, pretty much the whole section, right? Um, Jenny, name an Aussie game that you've played recently that you like. Uh, Paperback, easy choice. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't played it that yet. But yeah, it, it really is. It's so good. I, I saw it for in person when I was at PAX last year, and it was just so cute. 
I love animals, love wombats, hate geese, love all the animals. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a really, really nice thing to see. Like it, you know, it's a lot of it is kind of based. The art style reminds me of like, I guess, classic Australian watercolor paintings of the bush and the outback and stuff. And just the fact that you don't really feel any any pressure. It's just like a really, really good game. You're just ambling around, being a wombat, living your life. And I quite like this trend of games being put out by Aussie studios which actually aren't super heavy on on violence or making violence like mandatory. Yeah, Yonder's like, the other one, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean Paperback was really good. And then you've got Necrobarista, which is gonna be coming out soon, which is like a VN style, very heavily anime inspired game which is all about narrative and coffee in melvin um and obviously like necromancy so weird combination but it's just like I, I quite enjoy that we're not out here making i guess quote unquote big semi big budget double a you know shoot 'em ups i quite enjoy that our market's a lot more localized and a lot more interesting so yeah yeah creative stuff exactly Good stuff. yeah and uh, another one that's very non-violent but very addictive, and it's from New Zealand, but we'll claim it as Australian because <laughs> that's um, what we do. Yeah, yeah. Mini Met Mini Metro has just come out on the Nintendo Switch. Oh hell and, yeah! Um, yeah, that is just a brilliant game. That's been kicking around for a while, of course. But uh, if you haven't played it before, grab it on the Switch. It is, it is brilliant. It's um, a little. Well, what's the best way to describe it? It's kind of like an arcade simulation kind of game. Where you've got to build up a train network, and uh, as time goes on, more more stations pop up, and you've got to make sure that passengers can get around to whatever station they want on time. Uh, but it's all very minimalist and really good, just very well executed. So definitely look into that one. Um, Harvard, what about you? Uh, since you did uh, Smash Australia and all that, so you've been uh, you know, you've been in touch with quite a few Aussie indie developers over the last year um, or years. What are some of your picks? One that's interesting to me is one that actually... So I do this thing where I review games and then I play them after I review them. I'm like, oh no, I gave that way too low a score. And one of those is Death Squared, which is by um, SMG Studio out of Sydney. And it's this... I, I can't describe it well because it's going to sound really bad, but you play as squares and you try to move in a certain way to not die and get everyone to the goal. And it's... If you ever played like Thomas Was Alone, it's like a team 3D version of that. And like I said, it sounds bad, but when you try it with four people, it's hilarious. It's like one person accidentally moves and kills everyone. And so you get mad at them and you start again. You're like, okay, you're not allowed to move this time. You do it. And then it's, it's trying to assemble like a team to do the most precise yet ridiculous thing you can imagine. And it's so much fun and it's so simple. And I feel like that's really get set that Australian game ethos. It's like you enjoy games with your friends and you pay each other out because, yeah. Yeah, cool. I actually haven't played that one as yet. I probably should at some stage, but I haven't had the chance to. It looks good. I know the, the I follow the devs on Twitter and they're always active and always chatty, which is good. Um, makes them accessible, but I'm sure at one day, at one, some stage I'll get a chance to have a look at it. What about you, Brad? What's some of your picks of Aussie games that you've really enjoyed recently? Um, I haven't really played a lot recently and I feel like I'm going to be cheating a little bit by saying this one, but I've been playing Twilight Princess on the Wii U recently. And I think that Tantalus has done a really good job of realizing what it should have been when it was on the Wii. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, I've also been playing pretty much anything I play on my mobile is Australian made just things like Fruit Ninja and Crossy Road. I'm still <laughs> addicted to those. So... Yeah. Yes, and Cross Crossy Road passed a milestone fairly recently. I think it was 200 million downloads or something, which is pretty amazing. Um, given that's a small, that was created by a small developer, I think of two or three people or something. So yeah, good on them. Trent, what about you? Tell us some of your um, picks from picks? Australia. Well, I haven't yeah. really been playing any Australian games, and in terms of mobile games I play... I'm well, that's not very patriotic, Trent. I'm only playing Pokemon Go, and unless Pokemon Go is suddenly developed by, like, Tantalus or some other Australian studio, then it's obviously not applicable. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm more into what's coming out. There's a lot of stuff like, you know, Necroburlista, um, 
whatever paperback just came out but unfortunately paperback's only on ios so i can't play that but that was in my sort of realm of things i was excited for um i think probably in terms of stuff which hasn't been mentioned which is coming out um probably uh greenheart games um tavern keeper um the weird sort of like medieval like theme hospital like game that's probably what i'm next excited for um i like those sort of simulation games where basically you build whatever you want and then have like stories and fun stuff and all other cool things inside it so that's what i'm excited for cool cool um for me i'll have to say i mean i'm still playing hand of fate 2 a bit on the switch um i played it for review on ps4 but then it came out on switch a bit later on so i've been going through it again for fun this time around and i do love i do love hand of fate that's a very that's probably as close i guess to blockbuster <laughs> that australian game development gets i think and um it's it's really good it plays really well and i'm a big fan of it and then i know we're all fans of um mellow on the ddnet team are still playing that one um pretty sure the developers are still working on it aren't they um there'll still be more characters released and stuff i guess because that's kind of an endlessly expandable game um and then the one that i'm looking forward to which hasn't been mentioned there's a company called Tin Man Games, and they specialize in taking those kind of game books and turning them into video games. They did Warlock of Firetop Fire Mountain, and they turned that into kind of a board game-ish kind of thing. They've got a game coming out on PlayStation VR, which is basically like that. It's a miniatures board game thing, but it's through VR, which looks really good, and it could be really immersive, and it could be, could be kind of like that tabletop experience that... Um, I like because I like tabletop games as well. And yeah, pretty keen on that. So that should be good. Uh, and then what about you, Priscilla? What are some of the Aussie picks that you've got? Um, I haven't finished it, but right now I'm playing through Golf Story. And yes. yeah, and I know a lot of people like that. And I only bought it. I have no interest in golf, but I bought it because it was Australian. But I'm really liking it. I love RPGs and I love that instead of battling, you know, it's just kind of been replaced with, golf and i just think that's so wholesome and nice and yeah i'm only a couple hours in now so i can't talk too much about it but i'm really enjoying it so far i love how everybody was like when that game came out uh, nobody really knew anything about it but it kind of shot straight to the top of the switches charts and then everybody was like oh hang on that was developed by australians <laughs> and nobody knew <laughs> It was it was great. It was just what like watching everyone's like, hang on, that's an Australian developed game. And who's yeah, the developer? and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty amazing. It came out of nowhere. Oh, I love all the Australian references in it. You know, they're just talking about buying pies, and I'm like, yes, this is me. Maybe they're talking about like <laughs> this is me. Yeah. <laughs> that was so relatable. Like that little pie stand, and then when yeah. he's like, oh, it's cold. And he's like, yeah, anyway, and I was like, yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it could only be more Australian if it came from a dodgy servo. Yeah. <laughs> and you're on a road trip and then you feel pretty dodgy after that. <laughs> with a chalky meal. I think we've all had that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've all had yeah. that story. Yeah. <laughs> road tripping in Australia. <laughs> Actually, someone should make a game about um, that. So, surviving a road trip and you're just yes. going to eat from like the dodgy, the dodgiest like servos and convenience stores along the way. <sighs> and somehow you've got to get from Sydney to Melbourne without like getting food poisoning. <laughs> Trent, you should do it. You have experience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I pretty sure I stopped on Twitter. some random server <laughs> that way once, which was pretty gross. <laughs> and on that note, we'll get to some music from Aussie, Aussie Game. Um, uh, what's a good, what's a, oh, we didn't talk about Hollow Knight and Alan will hate me if we don't mention Hollow Knight. So we'll put some Hollow Knight music in there and that will, um, that will make it all yeah, better. It's a good Alan's game. Not Play here, Hollow by the way. Play um, Alan had, good. Alan had to leave for all the listeners out there. <laughs> He's not here anymore, which is why you didn't hear from him in that section. Yeah, just Matt in case you're wondering. Him, Matt is off to him. <laughs> We had a difference of opinion. Um, <laughs> all right, Hollow Knight music, then we'll be back and talk about something else.
welcome back everybody for the final section of the podcast this week we are going to talk about animal crossing and in particular how absolutely terrible kk slider is the worst character ever made in a video game ever wow yeah as as the editor i i get to say these things <laughs> and be right um but yeah animal crossing we all love animal crossing we've all played animal crossing um and at least one of the games and we're all a little bit disappointed that nintendo hasn't actually announced an animal crossing for nintendo switch yet seems to be that they're making too much money from that terrible iphone game uh, unfortunately but fingers crossed there's an animal crossing down the track because i don't know about you guys but uh i think for me the best one of the series or the one i played the most certainly was the 3ds one i can't remember what it's called yeah. but i think i've yeah, that's the one. I put in about oh, a couple of hundred hours into it, actually. In the end, mostly just checking in every day to do a bit of fishing. That was my thing, fishing. <laughs> Catching some fish, the old, old boot. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was my thing. I don't know why I ended up playing it for so long, because I was just doing so much fishing and not much else. But that seems to be the allure of Animal Crossing, what about what about you, Harvard? So what is it about Animal Crossing that you love? Is it the fishing? I think, um, Matt, it sounds like you love it for the contents. No, I just like it for the fishing. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh. you mean the fishing contents? No, no, the fishing is art. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not content. It's it's art. Okay. Anyway, but I, I, I like it for the content because there's so much stuff in it. Um, you, you're always just discovering more and more things. I remember the first time the seasons changed when I was playing New Leaf, and I was like, what? This can happen? And, like, everything was different, and there were, like, different bugs and different fish, and I was like, whoa. I had to play this game for a year now. But it was just such a nice, relaxing time as well. I think the fact that it has so much content, but you're not pressed for time to do any of it, I guess. You can just explore at your own pace, whether you want to, like, game the system and max out your house, or if you want to just... You know chill and talk to your neighbors either way it was just it was just always a good time so i played it for like can, way too many hours too can i just say it weirds me out that the series is so based on like the the christian holidays um even though it doesn't call it christmas and easter and all that kind of stuff they're all there but other holidays aren't i don't know it it weirds me out because it's like a japanese company japanese game and they don't celebrate golden week and other various Shinto holidays. If they're going to do the Christian thing, then they should have like a Ramadan celebration in there or something. I don't know. It just, yeah, I, I've found it all quite weird that they based their holidays in the game on the, on the Christian holidays and then changed the name. So it was like not, and that just confused me. I never understood why they did that. Because Christianity is universal. Don't you know that? I get that pretty much everybody understands that those holidays are there. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why they hedged and then didn't call it Christmas. If, it, if they're going to have a Christmas in there, they should have just called it Christmas. But anyway, Ginny, what about you? What, did, what do you love about Animal Crossing? Ginny's not there. I'm here. Um, I thought that question. I was muted. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so. <clears throat> what I like about Animal Crossing? Um, a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> I I find the whole like, I guess town town building aspect really relaxing. I think I got into it when like my life was not so relaxing, and I was like, oh, this is really nice. Just some time away to like be in a place where everyone's pleasant to you, and you can do things at your leisure, and also like ruthlessly ruthlessly exploit everything for money. Um, like, you know, golden fruit and all the other stuff and catching bees and bugs and all the other stuff. I don't know. I just feel like Animal Crossing is a game that has a lot of opportunity for fulfillment. Like you can set yourself small goals like, oh, I'll catch 10 fish today. Oh, I'll make like 10 grand today. And it's like, well, you do that goal fulfillment in like a low pressure environment. It just feels really nice. And um, all the animals are just so full of character. Like, some of them are real dickheads. Um, but <laughs> on the whole, they're really full of character. And I know they're all just, like, randomly generated. They're all, like, procedurally generated and all have their own, like, computerized traits and computerized habits. And, like, they're just, like, you know, they're just code, basically. But some of them are so adorable. And I get really attached to having, like, the perfect village full of people that I really like hanging out with. And so I'll try and like bully the villagers that I don't like to get them out of my town <laughs> so they're acting at the most <laughs> idyllic town possible. 
And yeah, I mean, like I, I go real hard on all the customization stuff, like making like tiles that look like roads so I can pave my town, um, like sectioning off my flowers according to pollination and stuff like that and having like set, or set orchids for my fruits to grow in. So I like to really, really organize the crap out of my town and make it look like a perfect place to live. So I'm into that and the relaxing stuff, but mostly into like having a lot of control over pretty much everything and creating the perfect place. So yeah, that. And filling your house up with stuff. Oh, my God. My house is huge. There's so much shit in it. I've got, like, themed rooms. <laughs> I have, like, a Mario-themed room, which is... That game That game should actually have, like, a, a warning that it encourages, like, hoarding behavior. <laughs> yeah, I think it does, actually. You're right. <laughs> it really does. You end up with so much junk and you've got nowhere to put it, so it ends up just lying on the floor and stuff, and you're like, oh, no, this is, this is not how you're meant to live a life. But yeah. you do anyway, because there's more stuff for sale. It's, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, what about you, Brad, uh, as a big fan of Animal Crossing? What is it about the series that attracts you? Uh, I just like the um, the overall innocence of it and the ability to take that innocence and completely make the game twisted to your own kind of evil ways. Um, I used to I played the original on the GameCube and I developed a pretty strong bond with both Hooper and Poncho in my village and I almost cried when they both left the village. But um, oh. before before they left the village to uh, visit my ex's village, I oh managed to get them. <laughs> wow, Jesus, that's the worst. Yeah. They they ditched my memory card and went onto hers. Oh um, my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's not like a, I know that's an awful thing, but that is just. Well, uh, I'm oh sorry, Brad, but you know that they they're not really your friends when they do that, right? Yeah, it's true. It's probably because um, at one point I think. Poncho asked, wanted a new catchphrase, so I ended up having him call everyone a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to my ex's village, and um, so then she went up and she met this new villager, and he's like, hey, what's up, dipshit? <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. But yeah, but that's probably my favorite part of Animal Crossing is just taking all this innocence and warping it. Yeah, I agree. It's a very big part of it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Trent? You're a big fan of Animal Crossing. You've played most of them, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've played... I haven't played the GameCube one. Actually, no. I think I end up buying it after, like years later, but not playing it. But I've played every other one since. And yeah, basically, they're good games. Um on, on the sense of warping things, I, I guess everyone probably probably posted on like the um the boards, like the message boards, like swear words and stuff. But uh, it was interesting in terms of like I was reading an article recently about how um the game interprets what you write when you're like doing missions for like the characters, and it's all about making sure it's like a good solid sentence. It's like not and like common words, and so as long as it's proper grammar you get like you get points allocated and get a good result from talking to the characters or something i thought that was pretty interesting in terms of how the game rewards good behavior instead of just writing swear words on the board <laughs> <laughs> but uh in terms of all the customization i never got into the whole tiling thing like i thought that was a bit weird putting tiles on the ground because when you're in other people's villages you'd be running around and oops suddenly you pick up the tile and it's like oh no you're ripping my bridge like that sort of shit <laughs> damn okay cold out <laughs> yeah. so, so i'd, oh, I'd just you go through and you do it deliberately it's good fun when you do that messing no. up accounts is the best Animal Crossing is about grieving. It's about uh, living. Well, life so is there. convincing, yeah. It's about it's, it's living. <laughs> uh, Priscilla, you've played the iPhone one quite a bit. Do you think Animal Crossing transfers well to like a free-to-play mobile kind of experience? So the mobile one pocket camp is the one I've played the most. I've quit it now because I couldn't keep up with the constant events. They were doing like two or three at a time. But... Um, I probably only played 20 to 30 hours of New Leaf, so I have a bit of experience with it, but not too much. I would say that it does. It gave me a good taste. I think it's a good entry into the series. You know, it's not overwhelming. You can still do the basic stuff. It has a couple of bugs and fish, and you're introduced to the villages gradually. 
I didn't know there was so many different animals until I played this game and they just kept coming and coming and coming. And I was like, oh, why would people get attached to these animals? And then there I was maxing them out and I'm like crying as I have to kick them out of my village and get some other oh loser God. in. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Marshall. I'm like, for some reason, this like squirrel looks like a but but I really think he's cute <laughs> but yeah so I think it does as an entry to the series and I think it's probably good because you know everyone would have tried that and then they'll be excited for the switch version like me if I didn't play that I probably wouldn't have been as keen for it yes if we get that switch version hopefully if yeah maybe when come on you gotta believe when is the word as well, in, when was the last when was the last time Nintendo put a Animal Crossing on a home console, like a TV was one? Like, well, there was no, no Wii U one. one. Wait, was there? Was there was no Wii, Wii U one. one. There was a Wii one, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was but a Wii I one. Feel like so. The the DS one, the 3DS one came when there was not really anything on the console. Like it was something to tide over your time and to just to do and forget that there were no other games for the console. So yeah, it's still very early on in the Wii U generation, though. So it's been a good while since, like, there's obvious development time which could have happened. So the internet was really excited and hoping that it was this was the year. And then when Super Smash Bros. got revealed and then Metroid got re revealed instead, everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Happening. I mean... It won't happen for the rest of this year, obviously, but it obviously probably won't happen for the, you know, because this is a major franchise. And next year, Nintendo has Metroid and Fire Emblem already on the books. So Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, so, yeah, especially Pokemon, because Pokemon kind of feels that same spot where it's that kind of casualish experience that people can play to just chill um if they want and i think nintendo will probably see pokemon is filling that hole so whether they do it crossing and stuff now as well yeah mm. especially with all the extra stuff you can do in pokemon games as well if you don't want to do the battling stuff you can do the beauty contest and all that kind of nonsense um so i would say that animal crossing if it is going to happen won't happen until 2020 at least at earliest on the switch wow that's so far away I won't, yeah. now. I won't even be living in <laughs> Australia then. <laughs> so, yeah. Fingers crossed anyway. Nintendo, I know you listen to this podcast every week because, of course, you do. Um, make sure you start work on that Animal Crossing game because we do want it. We do love Animal Crossing and we are waiting for the next one because, yeah, that mobile game was nice but not really enough for us. And on that note... We'll go to some music from Animal Crossing and uh, we'll wrap things up for the week. Thanks very much for everybody for tuning in. Thanks everybody for being on. I hope you enjoyed the 100th episode of Digitally Downloaded or Digitally Uploaded, excuse me. Um, and we will hopefully get another 100 of them in 